great day at the Beyond Academic Studios. I'm so glad you're here to listen in on the FutureX podcast. Today, in just a couple moments, I'm going to be switching over to a Zoom recording. The audio quality is decent, but it's not incredible, but we're all used to Zoom. But we're going to listen in on a conversation I got to have with Michael Russell, who's currently the CIO of Virginia Community College System. You'll hear more about them here in a moment. Prior to that, he was the Vice President of Information and Instructional Technology and the CIO at Montgomery College. He's had a stint in technology at Georgia State University, the University of West Georgia, almost 20 years now plus of expertise in the technology space in higher ed. But in addition to that, he also has stepped in as the volunteer president at Higher Ed User Group, which is a collaboration of over 900 schools and 30,000 plus technologists at those schools who are collaborating to discuss and work towards the future of education and technology and education. So there's a lot to learn from him. I hope you enjoy this conversation. Let's listen in. Michael, it is great to have you on the FutureX podcast. Uh, welcome. And uh, we're going to dive right in. Everyone who's listening has already heard about you and your background, and they're excited to learn from you. So diving right in, here's my first question I want you to launch us off with. There's a lot of conversation out there right now about what the future of technology on a campus looks like. And a lot of it is rooted in uncertainty. No one kind of knows. But people like you, based on the vantage point you sit in, right, both leading a higher education user group, HUG, and being a CIO of a major, major school, you've got an interesting vantage point. What do you see is the future of technology on the college campus? And maybe along the way, we'll identify what's in the way of that. But where would you aspire to see technology on the college campus? Right. So obviously, the biggest deal is integration, very, very tightly integrated products, right? I mean, that is probably the challenge uh, of, of the day. Um, we've just got so many different products. They're on-prem, right? Uh, they're in the cloud. Um, they're not in a cloud. They're in the clouds is probably the better way to put it all of them using different integration tools and suites and packages and protocols. Um, it is really um, adding layers of complication into building out what you want your entire environment or technology stack to look like. Um, and de depending on your choices, uh, it really plays to the end user experience, right? Are you having to bounce between different packages and it's very clear that that's what you're doing? Or does it always feel like you're in the same environment and it's very intuitive and you can get right through a process? And I think that's kind of the, the, the challenge of the day, if you will. And of course, then you layer on things like security because you can't integrate anything unless you're paying attention to security. Um, you've got uh, a, a lot of the... Uh, how would I, you know, the, the standard ERP packages that are on-prem, your big core packages, right? Some of those are moving to the cloud, um, but it's hit or miss, right? Some of them are moving a little quicker than others, but functionality uh, on the on-prem is still probably a little bit ahead, believe it or not. Um, I mean, we, we move things to the cloud as quickly as we can. Um, because we've got so many different products and the vast majority of them are in the cloud now. So do you find that 
basically, especially since the pandemic hit, all this new technology had to be brought in, not to mention all the new technology that had been onboarded. And it all works great independent of itself, but now comes the major task of getting it all to seamlessly not just talk together, but then start to give insight to the IT suite and then eventually the C-suite on how it's improving the campus enterprise. Right. Uh, Again, you know, you're kind of hitting on the analytics challenge, right? You've got all these different products. They're all capturing different information, um, and it's incredibly difficult to tie all that information together and and get real actionable intelligence out of it. Um, You know, there's, again, so many different ways to go about that. And in a system like ours, where we've got 23 colleges, you know, we'll have a dozen different ways and they don't even play nicely with each other. Uh, So, yeah, again, it just up the, the challenge, right? So if we were to kind of paint a picture of what this could look like on the other side, I mean, people like you and your peers have a lot of work ahead of you over the next few years. But as you untie these knots together and as things start to streamline, paint a picture of what the campus enterprise could look like post-integration, post all these systems talking together. What does life look like for a college staff member, whether they're in the administrator's office or whether they're in the registrar's office or financial aid or the IT office? What could it look like? What do you aspire for your 23 schools to feel like in a few years? You know, at the sound of uh, fear of sounding a little cliche, right? It's that Amazon experience. That's how people really do kind of describe it, right? You can get on, you know what you want to do, and it's pretty seamless and intuitive, right? You don't have a lot of barriers where you get tripped up and you can't get something done, right? Now, of course, we're not just selling one thing and there's a lot of different regulation and everything we're doing. And so, you know, it's probably a little more complicated of an environment. Um, but at the same time, that user experience is, is the key, right? Making it so people don't get frustrated, don't get lost, uh, and can say it's, can stay on track and, and, and complete whatever that task is that they're trying to do. You know, and that holds true no matter what system you're running, whether you're, you know, trying to get your financial aid, trying to get registered or admitted or get into your first class and, you know, an assignment, all of those things, right? Uh, Keeping them as as simplistic as possible, um, as straightforward and clear to the end user, right? Yeah, Matt Alex, who's one of the founders of Beyond Academics, he, he calls it the future, the frictionless campus. That's what it's going to feel like. You know, um, the other day, him and I rented a car. He had his rental car, and we were going to go see some people. And from the time we entered the rental facility uh, at the airport, because he's a certain level of member with Avis or whatever it may be, we literally walked in the rental facility, didn't have to stand in line. We went down an escalator, walked over, and his mobile app told him which stall the car was waiting in. We got in the car, drove to the checkout. And we bypassed all the people waiting in line to show their paperwork. He just scanned a QR code and we left the facility. And I said, look, I've rented a lot of cars, but that was about as seamless and clean and beautiful. And he said, Joe, that's what schools will someday feel like to the student, to the employee. 
it, it's a beautiful it's picture, a right? Of that analogy, right? Because, yeah. and so should you have to be the student who comes and takes, you know, 25 classes before you figure out or, you know, get skilled that you can get through that process uh, without standing in the line? So, I mean, that's a, a great terminology, that frictionless, right? It just has to be smooth and easy. And, you know, in the community college world, right, it's a lot of first-time students, right, um, first-generation students, right? They don't have the, the, the support structures in place to, to get them through this stuff if it doesn't work the way it needs to. So, well, the beauty of it is, the beauty of it is people like you are thinking about this and passionate about it. And if, if every CIO uh, in, the, in, in higher ed is aspiring to the same thing, we're going to be just fine in a few years. Yes, it's going to be a bumpy road, I'm going to guess, for the next few years because of all this technology all of you have had to buy just to get into the new normal. But eventually, I do believe it's going to start talking well and playing well with each other, and that user experience will be fantastic. Okay, I'm going to have you kind of share some closing thoughts before we go, but I want to jump to the next thing. So we've talked a little bit about what the future of the campus enterprise will look like from a technology perspective. Talk to me about the future of work on the college campus, because today, especially in the CIO's office, you've got a staff of full-time people who work on your team. But then you've probably had to hire consultants, you know, when you do your ERP or SIS implementation, they come in and they're 40 hour work weeks, they're essentially your employees for a long time. Um, but there's still a gap there. You've mentioned this to me when we were prepping for our time together, that there's, a, there's still sometimes a gap of expertise uh, in some of these major implementations. Talk about that. And I want to see how gig workers could fill that gap. Right. So, I mean, when you, when you think about it, you've got this full-time staff, they're subject matter experts, they're technical experts, they know their stuff, right? But they've been doing business uh, the same way, typically for a pretty long time. You bring in a consulting group, typically to help, right? And they kind of help paint the power of the possible. But even they come with limited experience, right? Um, now, not technical experience, right? They come with a lot of that, but obviously they're limited in how the systems that they've worked in function, right? The same way as your onboard, your your on your your full-time staff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're saying the technical gurus who come in as consultants know their system inside and out, and they may know just enough about higher ed to be dangerous to have a conversation. But they haven't sat in your seat. They haven't sat in the seat of the registrars. They haven't sat in the seat of the financial aid person. So they can't possibly anticipate all the use cases to then customize the platform. So the platform can get customized to somebody else's spec, but not specific to the school. Right. And, and the key to success is the business process that you put in place. Right. It's not the technology. It's the process um, that you're trying to put any user through to, to make them, you know, have that frictionless experience to borrow your phrase or Matt's phrase, right? Yeah. Uh, that That's what we're after. And, you know, if you've got technical experts in there assisting technical experts and you don't have that level of subject matter expert, right? 
then you might not get the right business process, right? You might not get the right outcome that you're looking for. So you need kind of that balance in there. Um, and, you know, that's, that's where you turn to your colleagues, right? You ask all the other institutions out there, how did you do this, right? Or how'd you solve this problem? Or what does your process look like? And, you know, you see if you can model after it. Um, we call it best practices, but there's no best practices manual out there. <laughs> right. That's just that's right. And and one of the things you were you were telling me the when we were prepping was yes, some of the peers are available and they'll hop on a call and they'll say, here's what I did. But it's one thing for them to just give 15 minutes of, you know, don't step in that hole kind of advice. It's another thing if you could have their person who led the implementation on their staff be available for you for eight hours or ten hours during your implementation to really ensure all the mistakes they made don't happen here, right? I call that, and we call that the gig worker. I mean, there's gig workers in so many other industries. In some cases, somebody who's been through it at another university being available to another university could be really, really valuable. In the community college network alone, that's, that's a, there's a huge pool of really talented people. You're right on target. And actually, you know, when we go and look at system integrators, um, large or small, the first thing we do is look to see what types of people they're going to put on our project and, you know, what institutions or systems they came out of, what kind of implementations they did, you know, what what were they able to produce, right? And that's what you're looking for. And yeah. you know, that's you know, at a larger level or a higher level, maybe, but, uh, you know, it's sort of the same, same thinking, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's how do we longer. leverage, how do we leverage the mind of someone who's already been through the process to benefit the next school that's about to go through the process for a better outcome? So right. we're, we're looking at this future of work on the college campus as yes, full-time employees, and yes, every once in a while, you need that full-time consultant for a short window of time during a very intensive integration or installation. But then what role could these gig-like people play in coming on board while they still are gainfully employed at another school, be lent to another school for a short value-added experience? Now, there's a lot of obstacles in the way of that, right? And I can, we're on Zoom right now, so I can see it on your face. You love the idea, but you see the obstacles, right? Oh, my but, goodness. Because I work in yeah. every system I've worked in has been a state system, right? So think of all the obstacles that come up. These are yeah. state employees for the most part, right? So they have to get permission to do any kind of work outside of their normal uh, routine, right? You yeah. see where it's like, you mean you're not busy enough that you can go off and lend your expertise to someone else? Right. <laughs> that kind of attitude just jumps right right at you, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I definitely see the 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 barriers, but you know they're on the other side of it, there's some pretty yeah. good outcomes too. Yeah. yeah, oh there's there's definitely some great opportunity there, right? Yeah. When I I know I know you you lead the uh, higher education user group, you know, uh, affectionately referred to as HUG. You know, you th I think of the members there who've been through so many great experiences. How can they benefit each other? When they come to your events, there's tremendous collaboration that happens and there's great idea sharing. Uh, but how do we take that one level further? I believe and we believe that the future of work on the college campus 
in the next few years, there's a role for that person once we solve some of these problems to be able to help at a much deeper level and add huge value uh, to, yeah. to, to some of the things going on. Wouldn't that be great to see? I mean, you look at the hug and it's the, the, the power of it. Look at that. You got 32,000 plus volunteers, right? Wow. Members that have jumped into an all volunteer organization, really, but they all kind of volunteer in their own way, right? And, and they've built a community that's around supporting each other. So yeah, you can't really hire somebody to come help you, but boy, you can sure get a lot of insight from that much talent, right? Um, yeah. Become kind of my go-to place, which is why I'm kind of passionate about passionate about volunteering for them, right? Because I know that if I want to get advice from somebody who's running these 10 systems that I'm running and I'm having trouble integrating them or I'm adding something in, right? I can put out a question and say, who else is in this boat, right? And kind of build a smaller community around that uh, and start conversations about, well, where are the gotchas? You know, what do I need to be looking out for? Um, what are the opportunities, right? What what could I do if I uh, did things the way you did them that, you know, I might not even be contemplating? Yes. So there's just a, a huge value in that to me. Wow. Well, the last thing I want to cover with you, and it, you've transitioned us really well, actually, is we started to talk about your organization uh, that you're now leading for the next couple of years, higher ed user group. It's a community, right? Ultimately, it's a higher ed community of like-minded people who want to help each other and learn from each other. We've talked about the future of technology on the college campus. We've talked about the future of work on the college campus. Talk about the future of community in higher education. What are you know, what are some of the needs in higher ed for more community and where do you see community going in the years to come? Right. So, you know, as a CIO, I get an invite to a conference every day, uh, a webinar, a podcast. I mean, it's information overload, you know, way beyond what we were talking about when we said we were experiencing information overload a couple of years ago, right? I mean, exponentially <laughs> growing. And you can't keep up, right? And the one way you can, you know, kind of fill the gap, if you will, is to build these communities like a user group, right? Because they can help you see things that you don't have time to see. They can bring people to the table that you would never typically meet or come across. They can, you know, uh, basically help you see what, you know, hundreds of institutions are doing in a short amount of time because of the way they share information and, you know, uh, kind of have their birds of a feather and, and break things down really to the to the nitty gritty, right? It's the technical experts down there. I, I'm always cracking up that, you know, everybody wants to talk to the C-suite to buy the next or to sell the next uh, uh, software package. And I, I always shake my head at that. It's like, do you really think I go and buy software without, you know, consulting with this team of experts that work with me, right? They're the key, right? If, if you convince them and they bring me a solution, I'm probably 10 times more likely to give it my attention than if you get me on a phone call for 30 minutes. And I think most- That's right. 
goes are that way, right? But if you go into the into the the sales organizations, they don't think that way. They think they've got to get to the to the top person, the decision maker, uh, whatever, and kind of drive down into the organization. I think a lot of people who are listening in right now who are in, in the sweet suite are, yeah, preach that because I don't need any more sales phone calls. You know, like uh, the right things will bubble up to me and, mm -hmm. and then I'll help make a strategic decision, but it doesn't have to start with me uh, right. all the time. So, and I think uh, to your point, that's where the future of higher ed community is hopefully going to go. There's user groups for technology. I, I, you can almost see other groups forming. And one platform that we've come across that's really fascinating to us is called Clubhouse. And we're starting to see higher ed people uh, aggregate there from all over the world. Just yesterday, I was listening in on one of the groups talking, and they said, what's the future of uh, learning going to look like? And there were within 20 minutes, there were over 100 people from around the world sharing all these great perspectives. And there was this multi-way conversation, not just a one-way somebody preaching at an event. And you can just see that there's an element of that that higher ed is embracing. And I think mm -hmm. it'll just continue. Collaborative, working together, idea sharing, breaking down the barriers, and this feeling of inclusion. There, you know, uh, Inclusion and diversity is a very important topic at schools now when we think about students. But there's a level of inclusion and diversity even at the staff level that's got to be embraced. And I think there's a very promising future for higher ed as we do more and more of that. Yeah, I, I have to agree. Um, and, you know, we've been a collaborative group. Higher ed has been like this for a long time. I think what we're seeing is just more and more tools becoming available that, you know, they just keep shrinking the planet so that we can talk to each other a little bit easier. That's right. That's right. So, Michael, what are some, uh, what are some closing thoughts? What are, you know, you, you've got your peers, uh, and and people in colleges all over who are going to be listening to this, and they're they're anywhere from super related with what's going on to somewhat deflated, and everyone in between, right? What's what's some words of encouragement you have as we close out our time together about what you see as the future for all of us? So you know, I think I still have to paint a, a bright future, right? It's filled with change. I, I think a lot of us always have that nervousness about, oh, my goodness, things are changing and I can't keep up. Um, but again, back to the comments about community, that's where you have to plug into these communities, right? Um, and, you know, they, they have to be larger communities, right? And you don't want to keep any groups out, right? I, I, I've seen a couple of uh, conversations where it's like, vendor-free conversations for, for CIOs. And it's like, well, don't you want the vendors to hear what, what the problems are so that they can work to address them and have some communication? And right. Um, it's interesting. I, I think that the challenge here is nobody wants more sales pitches, like you said, because we're already at information overload times 10, right? Um, so how do you how do you distill down the 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 really important uh, material and, and, you know, kind of keep your head above all the noise, um, yeah. and, you know, be able to, to perform well. And to me, again, that, that goes back to my colleagues in the community of higher education. And I, you know, I don't think there's any one magic bullet. I think there's several of them out there. Um, and we'll probably see some new ones coming along and we need to be willing to change and, and, participate. That's fantastic. 
you know, this has been great, Michael. Thank you for being with us. I think you've uh, cast a vision that I think many people will align with, but I think it's also going to inspire others to go, hmm, what if that was possible in any one of those three areas? What would life look like in higher ed? And I think it's a pretty bright future for all of us. So again, thank you for your time. And uh, people can find you on LinkedIn. They can uh, connect with you there, but especially at the higher ed user group uh, for the next couple of years as you lead that organization. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure talking to you.